Welcome to the Connect You Podcast, 2022 edition, episode one of 2022. Well, two actually. Episode two, sorry. Although it's the first recording. First recording of 2022. My name is Jeff Cullen. And I'm Mark Hughes. Well, Happy New Year, Mark. Welcome to the Connect Two Podcast. Yeah. Um, Happy New Year. How have you been? I've been good. Yeah? Uh, well, I was under the weather for a few days, uh, totally laid out, um, non-COVID. At least that's um, that's what the uh, rapid test keeps saying. Um, but uh, and, and how accurate are those? I wonder. I've heard about seventy percent. So well, was, yeah. but you did the five day thing. Right? Yeah, I did the yeah. five days. So there you go. And, You're good. Uh, yeah. And um, no problem. Excellent. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, but it, uh, the cold totally laid me out. My wife had the same thing about a week earlier and it totally laid her out. Um, and she also tested negative for COVID. There you go. Well, speaking of cold, of course, it's been minus 20, high minus or low minus 20s, I guess, if you, how you want to look at it. And I guess we're just about to break that. If all things considered, it's supposed to be about minus 10 on Monday. It's going to feel like summertime. Yeah, so we're recording this on a Friday yeah. uh, in the first week of everybody getting back to work. Yeah, and it's been like minus 27, minus 30. It's been... Bruisingly horrible. cold. Bruisingly cold. Yeah. yeah. So, but... So if you're new to the channel, rate, review, and subscribe. Absolutely. Send us an email. At, um, if you uh, can warm up your fingers long enough to type on your... <laughs> email us at connect2podcast at gmail.com. Anything in the mailbag this week? Nothing in the mailbag. Well, actually, that's not entirely true. We got an ad from uh, Google and uh, something from uh, ICANN about our, uh, our domain. domain registration. So administrative stuff. No, okay. no, no listener input. That's so. okay. I'm going to start making stuff up, I think, going forward now. <laughs> <laughs> so today we have a coffee and a treat. Treats are from Artisan Bakery across the street. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. And the coffee is a bit different. So this coffee is, these are K-Cups. Oh. So um, these are Keurig brewed um, by a specialty K-Cup distributor, Brewville, mm -hmm. which is on uh, White Avenue. Okay. Uh, in the Bayou Dune area. And uh, it's a Costa Rican blend so, mm -hmm. uh, by a company called, uh, it's called Dam. What's it called? Beaver Dam. Dam? Oh, I had it a second ago. Café Van Dam? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Van Dam. Um, damn good coffee. Damn good coffee. Yeah. So it's a Beaver Dam theme. It's oh, Canadian. okay. Okay. This is a Costa Rican so it has a special <laughs> reserve. Um, and it's a ten ounce, ten ounce cup made from a from a cape. cape. Oh wow! Do they so, have do they have beavers in Costa Rica? No. Oh, okay. But um, <laughs> just check in. Uh, the coffee's not bad. I mean, it's it's, uh, it's not um, it's not super strong. No, I was gonna. Yeah, we talked about that already. Yeah. And it is um, it's flavorful though. It's tasty. It's, it's got a reasonable blend of flavors. Not not super high. Not super no, low. No, no, nothing no. bitter. Definitely no, not. No, it's bitter. not bitter. That's true. Um, uh, I mean, you get a lot of these. I've I've tried a lot of these Nespresso's, and K cups are different than Nespresso's. Right. Right. Um, this guy was selling me on this pretty hard, but um, I thought it was, it was not bad, it's, and it's cheaper than regular. There you go. Well, it's very over. good. 
Definitely better than a Tim Hortons or a Starbucks. Yeah. Like by, by, well, mi- by miles. Starbucks is, depending on which blend, I can find be pretty Starbucks good. Is, tends to be bitter a lot. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think okay. they over roast their beans a little. Depends on the blend. Yeah. That's true. They certainly can be. It's very overpowering or it can be. So, well, there you go. All right. Treats are good. Treats are very good. Mine's gone already. You have a dad joke tasty. for this week? Oh, no, I don't. Well, did you hear about uh, the chameleon that had troubles changing color? <laughs> they had a reptile dysfunction. <laughs> okay. There you go. That will be our dad joke for the week. I like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what What things did you learn this, this oh, past? Oh, what did I break? learn this week? I don't know, man. That's always the, you know, I'm always like a deer in the headlights. Well, I learned one thing. I learned to be more decisive. So I, uh, we were skiing over the uh, last couple of days of December and uh, in Jasper and did two runs like the really, this was at Marmot Basin. So the very ski school runs just to warm up and that was fine. We went up the, uh, the big chair and for some reason I, I was preoccupied by getting off the chair and I kind of psyched myself out and my younger son hopped off and I waited just like three, four seconds of hesitation. And then I hopped off and I fell, you know, maybe three or four feet and landed right on my side. That was the end of my skiing. Spent the rest of the day, had like 30 cups of coffee in the, in the, uh, in the chalet. They were very nice. Couldn't ski the next day and I'm still in, in, in immense pain. So, so my resolution for 2022 is to be more decisive Okay. I think. I think that's a, that's, that's a good resolution. <laughs> More decisive, maybe. Well, I have been um, a little obsessed by this whole James Webb telescope. Oh, yes. It's, uh, it's been fascinating. So it's fully deployed, um, from what I understood, right? Well, they, then they had to send out a tweet, success. Like They had like, done one of the two fold-out arms, and they oh. were in the process of fold-out uh, the, the mirrors. Yep. There were, I think the second one is either about two or may have just been okay. folded out. Um, so they're doing incredibly well. Knock on um, wood. But, uh, but it, you know, and you can have these things where you can watch what's going on at Mission right, Control. Right, right. There's nothing to see. So all you can see are, you know, um, simulations. And uh, so the, they, the, the question <laughs> is, like... Uh, we're gonna start a rumor that it doesn't really exist it's a hoax well it was interesting as to why so they don't have a camera there's no camera it's not a hoax there's no cameras no like gopros or anything like this on the telescope and the question is like why why yeah, why wouldn't you that's like, interesting it's such a lightweight thing uh so readily available mm-hmm. um uh would would just provide so much benefit for like a $30 billion project. Right. Well, there's four reasons why okay. there are no cameras on the James Webb telescope. Hit us. And um, so the, the four reasons are, one is um, power. So they only produce uh, about uh, 2,000 watts of power. Okay. Um at any given moment. And that basically is consumed by like, they are super power frugal. Okay. Okay. And right. there's everything has to be entirely justified. Sure. So, you know, and, um, any, and any heat that's produced by the power has to be dissipated because 
this thing works in cryogenic temperatures. Right. Okay. So uh, additional heat and power. Just not, a, not, not a, optimal. Not okay. Optimal. Well, that makes sense. That's number number one. Um, the second one is there's no light. So on the dark side of the sun shield. Okay. It's there is no light. Like the sun. So in like as a photographer, when you're shooting images yep uh cameras only record light light they don't record dark so interesting dar dark is the absence of light right and um even with the most so the, the best sense would there not even be like the star field there is yeah but then you're pointing at the stars but there's no light from those stars really hitting oh, the telescope light so it won't so light up the telescope like it's is you know this is not the dark side of the moon this is dark 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 right there is nothing there the sunshade is um and the intent of the sunshade is to get the temperatures to cryogenic temperatures sure so um minus um well and they have this this uh this sound tube cryo thing it's uh it's basically the the, the device they use it uses almost no power but it basically gets the instruments to um plus se absolute seven degrees wow kelvin so um that, or get to down to but it maintains it at the, that temperature wow so is it colder than the than the ambient space around it then? it is interesting so um and it can that is fast can manage it by having no heat sources right and so a camera would potentially also be a, a, a heat sure source. yeah and so they need no heat yeah. source significant when you're at those temperatures so. and uh so uh so there's okay. no light no light so if you're on the light side of it, it's still pretty dim. You're in the yeah. shadow of the earth. Right. Um, but in the uh, on the dark side, there nothing. is absolutely nothing to see. Wow. Right? The second thing is that um, uh, it would introduce a whole level of complexity because the, the whole um, telescope unfolds like an origami. Right. Like it is all folded up. Sure. Yep. So where would you put the camera? Where would you put the camera that it actually could see anything? Right. And how would you power it? And uh, yeah. and that power to it would add an incredible amount. You need uh, power to it. You need signals. Right. You need to, the, the device. Sure. It's just, it's a complicated thing. Right? And, and the last thing is because the temperatures are so cold, nothing will function. So um, because on the... the, the, the Except the, the telescope. Except the telescope, which is designed right. specifically to function For at that these kind of, cryogenic right. temperatures. Wow! Yeah, so you'd you'd need a special camera design. It's not just a it is not off just the a shelf GoPro, GoPro and yeah, yeah. So plastic wow. will crack and fail. Right. And so that would be you know another billion dollars. So yeah, yeah. Wow, that makes sense. So yeah, so the three things are power, light, complexity, and temperatures. The temperatures right. are so cold that it most things won't function. Right. Um, it's too complicated to try and figure a place that actually would allow yeah, you to see yeah, anything. That makes sense. And then um, um, there's no light. It'll all be dark. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> there's no power to do it. So that's one. <clears throat> the other thing is, and also kind of remotely related to, to, <laughs> to the James Webb Telescope, is so it's sitting in a Lagrange point. So right. there's five Lagrange points. There are... Um, three of them that are considered unstable uh, okay and uh, so that you actually need to to use some propellant to maintain your spot in that Lagrange point okay okay so there there's uh, one on the 
other side of um, one is uh, between basically between the earth and the sun. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, beyond the arc of the moon. Right. The other is beyond the earth, but in line with the earth and the sun. Okay. The third one is opposite the earth on the far side of the sun. Okay, so oh, those are the three unstable ones. Interesting. But there's two stable ones, and they're okay. at like 60 degrees, so they're like 30 degrees in front of uh, the Earth and 30 degrees behind. So okay. And then it's, yeah, so it's, uh, no, sorry, 60 degrees in front and 60, 60 degrees behind. Okay. So it, it looks like a peace sign. If you, if you were to right, work with right, right, right. Okay. it would look sure. like a peace yeah. sign. Um, so those, the leading and the trailing one, um, in... Um, is considered stable you need almost nothing to sit in that you know like once you, don't you get need, there once you, you get just... there you kind of it's a parking spot and right. you can stay stuck in fact there's asteroids that get captured in those lagrange points and they stay there interesting so what's really interesting so it must be where the gravitational pull is like neutral right it's exactly like it cancels out it cancels out like... between the two between the the the, the so this is really the mass, the gravitational pull of the sun and the gravitational pull of the planet. Right. So what's a big planet in our solar system? Uh, Jupiter. Jupiter, Neptune. Yep. Yeah. Jupiter is, but Jupiter is the biggest. Right. And it has the same Lagrange points, uh, these stable ones. So they have two asteroid fields, big mm. ones in front. And they call them the Trojans... Um, they, they call them the Trojan asteroid belt. Okay. And in fact, uh, so in fact, the thing that's fascinating about it is the, the Trojan asteroids are simply Trojans. Um, there's ones in front of Jupiter and one behind. Okay. And so the largest ones are named after heroes of the Trojan side. And mm. the ones in the other one are named after heroes of the Greek battle on the trojan war interesting so uh, and they have quite a lot of them there are um how many are there um there it's huge the, there's just a fascinating number of them uh, and it's just uh where is it they're l5 and l4 60 degrees ahead of the planet in its orbit l5 is 60 degrees behind Jupiter's Trojans are distributed in two elongated curved regions around these elongated uh, Lagrange points. Huh, interesting. So there's they're considered dark bodies because there's they're not very they're they don't they don't really right. But anyway, so there's uh, hundreds. Wow. Yeah. Uh, L four swarm is expected uh, to hold between. 160,000 to 240,000 asteroids with diameters larger than two kilometers and about 600,000 with diameters larger than one kilometer. Holy smokes. Really? And, yeah. And if the L5 swarm contains a comparable number of objects, there are more than 1 million Jupiter Trojans, one kilometer in size or larger. That's Jupiter. That is just Jupiter. Isn't that amazing? That's, yeah. So. That's something I learned. So do those things ever get spun out of, uh, well, the thing and about then heading for earth, so the, I'll, uh, don't look up maybe. Well, I think those, uh, <laughs> those, um, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the, uh, 
Don't Look Up is quite the quite the movie. It was quite the movie. Yes. Really yeah. enjoyed it. Um I don't think so because those Lagrange points are stable. So once you're captured in it, you just sit. Wow. It's a parking spot. Um, Forever. Yeah. Until. So um, the James um, Webb telescope will be in the L3 Lagrange point and it needs this small little um, halo um, orbit. It's a little tiny orbit. Right. Um, but, and it doesn't need very much um, uh, propellant to, to use it. It's actually quite fascinating. They, they're, they were so precise in their launch uh, from the Ariane rocket yep. that um, they were able to save on propellant. So that will nice. extend the duration of the, like basically the, the, the telescope will only last as long as the propellant does. Once oh, the propellant is gone, then it will die. And it is a non-serviceable um, uh, satellite. So um, right. a Hubble, it's too far it, out type uh, thing. Well, they have no way to get there. Yeah. So it's considered like you brought what you brought is what you got. Yeah, right, right, right. So, interesting. So anyway, so I thought that was interesting. So There you go. Well, so, I, I, okay. What else did you learn? Well, that, that's, that, that, those are my two things. Cool. Um, well, I, we just talked about uh, uh, Don't Look Up. I learned something kind of interesting in that uh, Jennifer Lawrence, apparently, if you've seen the movie... There's a, the the initial uh, meeting between herself and the president. Yep. The character is uh, kind of looped up on Xanax. So Jennifer Lawrence apparently filmed that scene totally high. She asked the director if she could get high to film the scene. And he was like, well, you don't have a lot of dialogue. So sure, whatever. So <laughs> she's actually totally high doing that scene, which I thought was very funny. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> So there you go. Well, good. So t the, uh, this week we're going to talk about our hopes for 2022. Hopes? Yeah. So, um, and we're going to talk uh, three hopes. Um, try and do one that's kind of personal, one that's uh, more local, and then more what kind of global. And we'll kind of skip the obvious uh, yeah, that yeah, Omicron exactly. is the last wave or um, that the pandemic goes away because I think everybody wants that to happen. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, that I think is uh, what's going to happen is going to happen. So, right. Um, what have you got to start? Well, <clears throat> so my first personal hope is a little tangential to what we just talked about, but it's more general. Uh, I hope to be bored a little bit in 2022. That's I mean, there's just been so much on a personal level and then, you know, in the broader perspective of what's going on, just so much disruptive change that. I don't have to have the whole year, but a little period of just like, oh, things seem to be stable would be very nice. Yeah. So a little bit bored, not going to be complaining. Well, that was kind of like when uh, Donald Trump. Um, yeah, he, there you go. When he stopped being president, he um, and, and got banned off of Twitter. Everything mm -hmm. got quiet. Yeah. Kind of got boring on Twitter for a while. Right. For a while. So, and now Marjorie Taylor Greene has been banned permanently, so. More quiet. And uh, I think on Facebook as well. Could be. Yeah. So, so that's my first one. A little bit bored. Um, you for, know, for me, stasis. I would like to try and travel somewhere. Ooh, that'd be nice. Like somewhere international. Yeah, I haven't been on a plane in two years. Yeah. Uh, and Yeah, uh, that's true. We, it's been a while. 
and um it would be nice to be able to get a bit of a break yes and go somewhere um i'm not sure where that will be right now uh, particularly given everything else that's going on but yeah i'm hoping that sometime this year we'll feel confident enough to, to good deals in wuhan at the uh, local hotels i hear so <laughs> probably get a, a room there cheap well i hear here uh hotels on the ebola river are very <laughs> yeah exactly easy to get. that's true okay <laughs> so that was the first ones um, what about on a local, local kind level. of level? Well, I'm really optimistic with the new city council. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. They seem to be working together. Right. Um, now, you know, maybe that's the honeymoon phase associated with uh, with a, a new elected uh, council. But they right. really do seem to be working. It seems to be a little less um, fractious. Uh, I think a number of the contentious characters that were in right. there have kind of um are gone yep so um uh, and that probably will make for a bit more um even an even keel associated with and less less uh, less fractious yes yeah how about you um well you know one of the things i found has been interesting over the last couple years with covid and then even in on the politics front is that a lot more engagement, like a lot more people seem to be paying attention to political things, social things. And I, I'd like to see that continue. I'm, I'm hoping that even as things might get better, as we get closer to certain elections, we're going to have one here provincially in a year, that people don't lose that kind of um, connection to paying attention to what's actually going on, <laughs> being a little bit deeper. So there's been a lot of anger and a lot of sort of saber rattling mm-hmm. um but there's also been a lot of i think just more awareness and reasonable dialogue so i'm hoping that we don't become complacent again and just like oh well you know covid's over and and just let's just ride with it i hope people stay engaged so that we can continue to move forward i think that would be not just locally but you know canada the u.s like just that would be good well it's interesting i find on twitter when i read people who are posting positive things or you know informative or well thought out things um i really enjoy those yeah the people that just spout um vitriol against anybody could be anybody yeah just uh you're going like like what happened to you that's right like yeah like like what who pissed piddled in your cornflake exactly well you see some of these people just losing it uh you know yelling at people in restaurants and and yeah so we need less of that i mean there's always going to be that fringy group Mm -hmm. right uh i guess they're fun to watch on tiktok but in the greater population you know more civility but just more engagement Mm -hmm. just like more paying attention to what's going on so yeah okay um yeah and uh what about so uh our general what was the general we haven't done the general okay let's do the general aliens (laughs) you're hoping that there's i really hope that 2022 is the year we make contact definitive proof not even necessarily contact but definitive proof of alien life i think i think the human race is maybe not ready but i think we're we need it we need to get out of our own 
um, insular way of looking at things. I think that would be disruptive as all get out. So I guess it's in the latter half of the year. Let me be bored for the first half, but six months from now, you know, maybe the James Webb will first day they turn it on, it'll be like, hello, earthlings. <laughs> but I think, I think that would be mind blowingly awesome. Yeah. I think it would be interesting. I mean, the, the big thing with me in space is that the distances are just so huge. There's so much emptiness out there, but there's so much stuff. And uh, I think it's a bit egocentric as a as a race or as oh a, yeah as a species to think that uh that we're the only ones in this universe yeah. is way way too big unless we are a simulation <laughs> and then at which point then it makes sense but statistically yeah um there's these amazing youtube videos that some people have been doing that try to give a sense of scale and there's mm -hmm. one about shipwrecks and how deep they are but there's one where they it's like uh objects you know in space right and it starts off with the moon and and then our sun, but then there's some stars that are like, like a hundred million times. I may be wrong. I didn't quite remember it, but at least a million times bigger than our sun. And, you know, when you see it graphically and then they look at like the solar system and then, you know, the galaxy and like the, the, it just, it breaks your mind to think just like how big and how some of these things are. And then compared to space, even that's minuscule, right? It's just like, well, like Voyager uh, one and two have been traveling for thirty years. Oh, more than that. I think they're they only in the like seventies. Yeah, I think they're only like a day and a, a, a light day and a half away. Yeah, right. Like yeah. you know, so when you're talking about outside like of years, our, they've escaped our immediate solar system. I know, but they're the first objects. But yeah, they're not that far. They're away. not that far away no. in the scheme of things. So. Exactly. So that would be uh, that would be pretty interesting. That's your hope. That's my hope. Alien. Proof of life on from somewhere else. What about you? Well, I'm hoping that this um, this move towards um, priority of climate change kind of getting a stronger foothold. I mean, you know, I remember going to the Earth Day celebrations, you know, 30 years ago, and it was a big priority then, but it never really <laughs> gained traction with a lot of the politicians, and it seems to be getting some. I mean, there are definitely Not the dinosaurs. Everywhere. There yeah. are definitely dinosaurs, but um, but there are some people that are starting to take it a lot more seriously. Well, you know, huh, this just reminds me two things I learned this week. Just to go back to it, the Colorado River is dying. Mm. That's not good. No. And uh, there's this huge ice shelf off of Antarctica that is the size of the state of Florida, and it looks like it's pretty much on the brink of of breaking off the problem with it is it it's like a it's like a bit of a cork so it's keeping a whole bunch of other ice like stable and once it's gone then all this other ice is gonna slowly well who knows <laughs> faster than we want start to slide into the ocean and so they're predicting uh, i think it was a 10 foot rise so roughly three meters by 2050 so I was watching this, you know, on, on a news show and they were like saying like, that's every major coastal city. It was like 250 million people, um, which I thought was a low number, but that will be displaced. It's just right off the bat. Right. So I think you're right. I think as more of this 
and short timelines because I think know. I mean if people think that climate change isn't happening, they're not paying attention to it. Well, news. that's right. I was just telling somebody yesterday the first time I ever learned about climate change was in my undergrad, and I had this wild uh, environmental. We had to all take an environmental engineering course. It was mm-hmm. like a core, and this this professor I don't even remember his name now, but he was a bit of a he was a bit of a character, you know, socks and sandals, wore this dirty, dirty lab coat, kept using the same styrofoam cup the whole semester, like you can reuse this cup. But I remember him explaining, you know, uh, greenhouse gas and global warming in about fifteen minutes, and it was it's not all that complicated. Like he's like, you know, here's the Earth. Greenhouse gas, more sun, uh, more uh, solar radiation gets trapped. Temperatures go up. Ice melts, less reflection, more temperature, runaway. You know, we're all going to die. And it was like, wow. And that's like 35 years ago. And and to your point, I thought, well, soon, you know, people will start talking about this. And, you know, it's still, it's just been such a trickle of... And being in the engineering game, yeah, we were doing energy stuff. And, you know, there's been some folks that have been front and center for a long time, but not as much as you would have thought. Well, and even, uh, you know, when I was going to school originally, it was the solution to pollution is dilution, right? Like just bigger (laughs) smokestacks. And that's definitely changed a lot. True. Now, I did hear some good environmental news. Apparently, the, the hole in the ozone layer above is either the Arctic or the Antarctic has completely closed now. No, like the, it had been getting smaller and smaller ever since we, we eliminated uh, uh, CFCs. And, you know, that was back in the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. But apparently it has now, at least one of the two has completely closed. And so they were taunting this as, you know, an example of if if people actually pay attention and, and you get international cooperation and industry changes. Because I remember... I was, I think, already practicing and everybody was losing their minds, you know, oh, we'll never be able to find a replacement. Well, we won't have ice arenas and we won't have air conditioning. And it didn't take too long for, yeah, we're going to get rid of these refrigerants, come up with a whole new class of them. It took about five years. Okay, some of them were requiring a little bit more energy, but at the end of the day, it wasn't all that hard, you know. Um, So that's, you know, a win for Team Earth. We have an ozone layer again. Woohoo. Exactly. <laughs> um so I think that's I mean that that's that's what we we've planned for discussing for our hopes. Hopes for, yeah for twenty twenty two. Yeah. Um what media are you consuming? Ah well interestingly enough, I've been watching a lot of Betty White not tribute videos, but but bloopers and comedy skits comedy skits and and uh you know oh yeah what a shame to to miss your 100th birthday because i guess there's all these magazines that had already you know committed to printing covers and betty white turns 100 like 17 days before is when she passed away but you know what a phenomenal and i've always liked betty white she was just sort of been one of these stars that's kind of out there so uh so i've really been enjoying that and the expanse so i'm about halfway through season two and much as you had predicted um you know the first season was a little bit okay you know okay where's this going but now it's beginning to pick up some some momentum and and i'm like holy smokes it gets better and better yeah and it it changes like it really develops and they go all there's... Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm quite enjoying that. Can't wait to see what happens in I think episode seven now of season two. 
Yeah, I am. So, uh, uh, I just finished uh, episode five yesterday of season six, and that's almost the end. Right? There is only six episodes. What's really interesting, if you are an Expanse um, follower, is that in season six, it's on available on Prime, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so if you're watching it on, say, like an Apple TV or on your, I don't know about your computer, but definitely if you're watching it on like an Apple TV or like a a big bigger screen right right um you only see the um the, the episodes okay if you're watching it on a tablet yep a mobile version or a, right or a phone yep you you can use the x-ray um the, so prime has this feature that isn't present on disney plus or uh, netflix called, right called where can, x-ray where you can get extra content and okay extra detail and in fact there's bonus content and for each episode Okay. Uh, they have a five-minute um, short. Oh, okay. Um, I'll have to take a look and at it's that. It's all called the, uh, the the one ship. It's called the one ship. And uh, is this for all seasons? Because... No, I don't know about all seasons. Okay. I, I, I'm only aware of it for this season. Okay. But because yeah. uh, be I worth... do know the function, and you can go in and and if you tap it, whoever the actors are, are on screen right now their names you know pop up and then you can go and if you press the x-ray then uh, and actually so so that's how you have to look it's i I couldn't believe how complicated it was to try and access it (laughs) but basically so you start this the show you pause it you access the x-ray um and then and then it has bonus content and then you look at the bonus content and there's one per episode oh interesting so um and um they they add extra insight into to different aspects and focus on like maybe one or two characters instead of all of them. And uh, there's some interesting backstories that are, that are illuminated with that. Um, I'm going to, um, thinking of based on our conversation today, I'm going to go and check to see if there's anything similar for last season. Earlier because, seasons. Uh, yeah. Right. Because it That's was, uh, it's uh, yeah, but it's uh, oh, it ends in one, one episode and I'm just going like, there are so many threads that they need to tie up. It's right. going to be, I think, um, if I understand correctly, I believe the last episode is a little longer. I would imagine. Yeah. But, but, um, cool. So, um, yeah, so I've been watching The Expanse. Um, I watched The Book of Boba Fett. I haven't watched it yet. We're waiting for, uh, I think, either tonight or tomorrow night. Because mm-hmm. tomorrow's my birthday. So we're going to be doing like Chinese food and maybe we'll do. And my annual gift last two years has been the subscription to Disney Plus. Oh, so, nice. yeah. So, um, what'd you think? Well, I won't give anything away. I will give. Is a... Boba Fett in it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boba Fett is in it. Does and... he read a book? And um, and Fennec, who is a character that was um, shown with Boba Fett in the is that Mandalorian. Ming Na Wen? Yeah, yeah. So she plays a prominent role. So and it's it's good. It's um, I don't know where it's going. Right. So how many episodes is it? I think it's only six. Okay. Uh, we're into two. Yep. And um, it. Has distinct similarities to the Mandalorian. I really like the Mandalorian. I think the Mandalorian is exceptional. Yeah. Um, Boba Fett doesn't quite have the same feel, um, but it do- is building stuff. So we'll see. Right. Yeah. Um, no, I'm looking forward to watching the first two episodes this week. I mean, this uh, weekend. Yeah. The Mandalorian. I think because for, especially for the first year, 
he didn't take his helmet off at exactly. all. That created a whole bunch of mystery. And uh, I yep. really like his voice. And uh, it just really, it worked. Yeah. Pedro um, Pascal. Yeah. And um, for the, uh, for Boba Fett, I mean, he's out of the mask, uh, out of the mask quite a bit. So, right. Uh, so that, it's a yeah. different kind but of story. But they're, then they're, they're trying to, to uh, capitalize on the fact that it's the original actor um, well it's the original actor in the reboot right so yeah no no it's like, so it's it's the guy that played Django fett and all the clones the clones yeah uh, so yeah it's the yeah because Django fett and his son was in there and his son on, has grown on, up on he kamina is, he is right. playing the son of Django fett that's right so but he was Django fett so yes but exactly they were supposed to but be since clones. Django, since boba was a clone mm -hmm. it makes sense so it's it, <laughs> there you go folks some star wars nerding out for it i mean it, it, so and i'm not telling you anything that is a spoiler but it does explain what happened to boba fett ah so excellent. you get a you get you the, mean like after after he, he fell, fell into, into the, the sarlacc the sarlacc yes yes it goes uh it, i mean that's oh, really early in on some in back it, some back it is, story and that's it great makes, it makes a ton of sense so it's very interesting um yeah so i enjoyed that uh, cool i mean i've had because i was uh laid flat on my back for a bit um i watched way too much uh <laughs> Consumed way too much. Are you sure you didn't have COVID? This sounds like more than a cold, man. No, it was just really bad. Okay. Like it was, yeah. Because I've heard of several people that have had a, the, the rapid tests show up as negative and then they've had a PCR. Yeah. Well, Lori had. It shows well, up as positive. Lori so, had four rapid tests yeah. and a PCR and they came up negative. And oh. I got exactly the same thing she got. And right. uh, just the, a bad cold. It, it's just yeah. a really nasty cold. There you go. I don't know where she got it from, but, uh, um, and, um, but I also watched uh, catastrophe. Oh, so catastrophe. Uh, I've been watching. It's hysterical. It's a, it's uh, <laughs> as most catastrophes are. Well, it's a story about these, <laughs> these two people who meet and have a six day fling that results in a pregnancy. Oh dear. And what happens? And, Interesting. uh, it's a British show. And uh, it's from 2015. Oh wow! And uh, I can't remember how we found out about it, but it's it's really funny. the The dialogue is um, is really good and very um, like very believable. These are believable cool. characters. And what uh, what platform is that one on? That is on Prime. Okay, I think cool. Um, and we talked about Boba Fett and. Well, of course, don't look up. Yes. Which, um, I mean, I've heard it's... some interesting results because some people think it's a little too, uh, little too much, uh, in some some of its ham-handed stuff. But given the political climate <laughs> right now, say, you're going like, is exactly what's going on. Other people have said it's bang on. Like so... it's bang on because yeah. Because that's the idiocy of the stuff that's going on. That's right. right. Now. What was your favorite part? I mean, my spoilers favorite, be damned. Spoilers be damned. <laughs> my favorite point was when they revealed the reason for the "Don't look up." Uh, when they actually started saying, like, "Why you don't look up?" 
right? And it's just, uh, I mean, going like, and uh, and then, so they said, don't look up, look down, look down. We're only right. looking down. And then, and then all of a sudden, somebody looks up and go like, oh my God, they were lying to us all along. I'm <laughs> going like, oh, that sounded like the January 6th insurrection. Exactly. And my, I, I had two favorite parts. A, from an emotional perspective, the end when, uh, and I won't give this away, but, but what the main character chooses to do you know, to spend his last moments. Yeah, exactly. I thought that was really cool. But the favorite part that made me laugh was when the president escapes and forgets <laughs> her son. Because <laughs> that was such a Trumpian. Oh, it was so true. Trump- oh, what was his name? Jason? Yeah, and she's exactly. like, oh my God, Jason. But they're on this yeah, plane. Jason's in there. He's coming back for me. She's <laughs> coming ah, back. Ah, that was absolutely said, hilarious. Oh, good luck with your son, you know, and going like, and then this look on her, on her face. Oh, my God. Like, oh my Jason. God, Jason. He's already long gone. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> there is, yeah. Uh, I mean, it is not a gentle nod to oh, Trumpian no. politics. No, it no, is, no. Uh, what was interesting was, um, I thought, was people say that it is a commentary specifically on climate change. Um, and... Um, I've heard a few people debate that, saying that the problem with climate change is it's because that's more slow moving, whereas this, of course, is like a six month, right? So it's partly, maybe it's more COVID, maybe it's climate change. I thought it was more a commentary on current politics and the ability to deal with crisis. Yeah. Well, I think that's part of it, too. Whereas um, I think the filmmakers, they meant it to be an allegory for... Um, or dealing with climate change. Well, yeah, they say that uh, Jennifer Lawrence's character is is uh, inspired by Greta Thunberg, and then obviously uh, the president is pure Trump. Okay, so... now Jennifer Lawrence's character is nothing like Greta Thunberg. <laughs> I said inspired. I can see inspired, but yeah, she's nothing no, no, like her. no. Anyhow, it was good. Hey, so what are we gonna talk about next week? I I just I just had a brainwave. I just had an idea. Well, let's go for it. I think we should talk about classic television shows. Okay, let's do it. And by classic, I mean like nothing later than the eighties. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Cool. Excellent. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Sounds good. Great review. Oh, congratulations. We've hit 500 downloads before the end of 2021. 2021. So now uh, let's see if we can crank her up and, get going. Uh, you know, get to a thousand by, let's say, March 31st. Ooh. That's going to be my next let's, goal. Yeah. Let's make that the goal. Okay. Let's All go. right. Okay. Thanks, Mark. Have a great week. Yeah. See you next week. Bye.